world is in the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> hey, Timothy. Hello. Holy Ghost. Thank you. Hey, Timothy. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God, brother. Praise the Lord. Praise Him from whom <laughs> all blessings flow. Amen. Here we are, from the throne of God. <laughs> Amen. Um, computer systems are getting really possessed. I came on here and I had Google Translate opening, but I wasn't touching it. I was not touching it at all. And the sound was up. And then Brandon said hi. And then the the phone on its own just said hi back. It's so exciting. It's starting to come alive. <laughs> I got a word a, week, a couple weeks back that said phone surgery. So that's exciting. Yeah. Like the phone getting angelic surgery. Yes. I've been a little surprised at my phone wars. Like the computers will shut down, my iPad shut down because of all the electrical whatever, but my phone never shuts down. Oh praise God, sister. Hey Blake. Hey Lord. Hey Andy. Getting twack dazzled on the glory. Getting slim slammed on the glory. <laughs> I thought tonight I would be like a real hard worker in the glory. Before we come in here, it'd be like just to get like a nice bust out a good hour, half hour of productivity. Then my whole body started to go numb, and it was like, no, you don't. <laughs> and then I was like trying to find my closet and my phone and stuff. And then I just laid down in my closet and shut the door. So I just laid there in the dark. There's all kinds of crazy stuff happening. But I left my body for a while, and I came back just a few minutes before this started. I was like, well, here we are. <laughs> you can't run too far when they chase you down with needles. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't last long. Oh, <laughs> it sounds like high productivity to me. That's <laughs> Like, let's go be Martha for a minute. Nope. <laughs> Inject. <laughs> 
Ah, today. Am I doing anything fun today? Every moment, honestly. <laughs> Every single oh, moment was boy. infused with fun, freedom. I mean, <laughs> just the Lord is so good. <laughs> He's been good every season, but this is the best season by far. Every moment is infused with excitement. Amen. Oh my gosh. I mean, just, even just dr drinking this mineral water is, <laughs> is exhilarating in this glory. My brains go wild because my taste buds are just exploding in the glory. Amen. Oh, yeah, the lemon lacroix, it's been funny to like taste the lemon lacroix through these last few seasons, like how it changes in the glory. <laughs> you have certain things that kind of stay the same in your life, but it changes because of the glory. It's kind of fun to see. <laughs> I started like huffing and snorting my milk foam for my lattes now every morning. Like, uh, <laughs> it's so full yeah. of glory. It's like drugs. <laughs> Amber came in today, you know, she got here on the airplane. And then <laughs> at some point, we all started drinking whiskey out of my teacups. Oh. Tea <laughs> and we just got wasted on teacups. <laughs> it was like we we're all little girls clinking our teacups together. Oh, whiskey. That's so Amber. I love it. <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> Yay. Tea party. Yes. Yay. Yes. Oh, it's so Hey, Daryl. Mm. Oh. Anybody else do anything fun today? I looked at your sunflower image, interactive instagram or i don't know where that you was you like it oh my gosh i was so giddy and then backed up with brandon with the bee comment and that poor man saw it got stung i was i was undone for about a half hour after that and brandon's response was just be that was spot on that's that the power the highlight. of fashion highlight of my life. the power of fashion yes <laughs> Oh, OTD. High fashion. Dance <laughs> oh. <laughs> like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> hey, Jake. Hey, there he is. How you guys doing? Yeah. Hey. Better now that you're here. Hey. Do you guys come here often? Yeah. All the time. First time. You're supposed to say, I do now. <laughs> In I the, do. In the bridegroom's chamber as a chaste virgin. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Literally. <laughs> Blake, do you want to share with us what happened today? <laughs> share with us what uh, happened today. Come on, tell us. Share. Let's see. Oh, man, what happened today? Uh, slip in. Okay. I think I went and got five guys today. Ooh. Burger glory. Also got five guys yesterday, so five guys really double whammy this weekend. Yeah. Mm. Uh, glory. Mm. <laughs> Prize too. Fifty-five great grace. Oh yeah. Mm. Burger fries. Cajun mm. or regular? Uh, Cajun. Yeah. yeah, that was the I, that was the question burning in my mind. Mm -hmm. yep, yeah. asking it. Yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> that question I was actually, burning in my mind. I asked five guys to give me a container of their Cajun seasoning, so now, like, I'll just order their fries and put the Cajun seasoning on there myself. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Did they charge extra for the Cajun seasoning? No, nope, they just gave it to me. Okay. Oh awesome. my gosh! Favor on your Favorite. life. Look at that. Uh, it's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. It is. <laughs> Giving you the, the inside secret recipe from the salt, from the seasoning. That's awesome. Holy, holy, holy. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Best hamburgers. Thank you, Father. Mm. Whatever, whatever you want to do in our hearts tonight. We make room for, for you, Father. Mm, touch our hearts in a deeper way. Mm -hmm. Pull us deeper into your glory. Drowned our outer man. Mm. That's really a good prayer, Brandon. So the, the f grand finale of faith is the drowning of the outer man by the inner man. The great flood is the outer man drowned by those who've built up their inner man. Mm -hmm. The holy people, the only holy people on the planet are those who spend their time developing their spirit mm -hmm. in Christ, in the words that come from God the Father. There is no other salt, seasoning, preservative, or life on this planet except through those people. Mm. Mm -hmm. The holy people, Daniel 7, who inherit the kingdom now. Mm. Amen. Everyone else is just subject to those people who are the leaders of the world but are practically unknown. <laughs> but in reality, they're bigger than Donald Trump and every president and billionaire combined. It's true. What an epic plot twist. It's going to be something to see God the Father take over his own creation, planet Earth, because literally everything is completely backwards. 
and as our yeah. inner man floods the outward backwardsness, he will make it right. <laughs> the holy people inherit the kingdom. That means everything external is handed over to those whose spirits are in full spiritual stature, internal. So he lets the external world go and do whatever they want during their lives. And the only thing the Father is fathering is the few that choose to develop their spirit as sons and daughters of God, who is also spirit. Very few Christians even develop their spirit. It's very rare. It's mostly just brain crap. <laughs> Total waste of time. <laughs> has no rewards, has no eternal value. It's totally profane. But at least they feel good about themselves, you know, while they're on earth or something. But if we can get into our spirit and develop our spirit by God's spirit, Father of spirits, then we will grow in wisdom, we'll grow in faith. And eventually, if we keep growing, the outside world will be added unto our inside world, which is the kingdom of heaven. Inheriting the kingdom of heaven, which automatically gives you the whole planet. <laughs> Amen. Awesome. Mm, welcome. Glory. Hallelujah. Mm. Yeah. It's awesome. A holy, holy, holy people. Mm. You guys feel the increase of holiness yes. this week? Feel those waves from within keeping your natural senses crucified to serve the Father inside your spirit. It gets easier and easier the more and more His holiness grows within your soul. Because you're more set apart from sin. <laughs> Whoa. Even the tutorials on Photoshop I was studying were like prophesying. Uh -huh. I was learning about lettering and stuff. And it was like, there's two kinds. It was like serif and sans serif, which means without serif. I was like, oh man, it's only two kinds. Those with seraphim, those without seraphim. Yeah, cherub and sand cherub. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of life becomes a parable. Everything be prophesying. Well, it's got to because it came out of the spirit. Everything that you can see is visible is made out of that which is invisible. Scripture mm -hmm. says so. A hundred percent of the natural realm prof prophesies. That's why so easily some AI replica app can prophesy because everything in the natural realm always prophesies. <laughs> and if you don't think it does, if people think it's not prophesying, how many of y'all know that's called unbelief? That's the presence of demons, 100% of the time. 
<laughs> Jake, remember the back of my pizza box prophesying to us that one night we were doing drugs? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was so drunk. I was like, oh. it's on the pizza box, man. It's the story of what God's doing in there. It's amazing. As Brandon was saying that, I'm looking at license plate BTR4444. <laughs> mm. Awesome. Four, 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 four. Four, fours? <laughs> what does BTR mean, Silence? Silas? I'm trying to figure it out. I think I should just listen instead of think. Uh, <laughs> back to revival. <laughs> back to revival. There nice. It is. Cool. Mm. <laughs> nice. A four by four. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff there. Just, just let the spirit unpack it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bring the riches. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, I got rich today. <laughs> right yeah. when I'm having to work with like the iPad store on where is my iPad? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh. Holy, holy, holy. Oh, this glory oh, is awesome. just com oh, yes. completely bubbling up. <laughs> you get your, your spirit loosed, and so the joy just bubbles up from your spirit and your belly, and you get the glory giggles, and that's actually the manifestation of the river of life flowing out of your heart, that joy and laughter. Just keep that going. Keep growing in it. <laughs> And you'll grow in power, because that's what power is in heaven, is joy. <laughs> You're exactly as powerful in the glory as you are joyful and laughing all the time. In fact, the truth is, if you can't laugh at what Satan's doing externally, it's currently influencing your soul. If you can't laugh at affliction, persecution, any works of the devil, then the works of the devil are influencing your personality and emotions and feelings. Amen. So you have to be able to laugh at the devil, at darkness, at religion, at everything false in the world. You have to laugh at <laughs> lust. You have to laugh at pride. You know, laughter is actually humility. And the seriousness that gets offended is pride. So you have humility laughing at the seriousness of pride continuously. Yes, you know, the Bible says who wins? Laughter wins. Pride and, and seriousness. Joy. It actually gets drowned under liquid joy, liquid laughter. Liquid laughter. It'll have no voice in the coming age. 
You know, the coming age is coming out of your hearts. How's it coming forth? Uh, <laughs> laughter. By laughing. Forth. Yeah. And four, you know what four, 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 four means dominion over all creation. <laughs> by laughter, by joy, by power. So if the father has the kingdom, the power, and the glory, what is the kingdom and the power and the glory? Jesus said you would know them by their fruit. Okay, we see fruit as very important, but do we see fruit as the kingdom and the power and the glory? Our, God, our Father is a gardener. The living God is a gardener. So power, kingdom, and glory is love, joy, and peace. Simple as that. That is the pinnacle and the heights of being alive. And it completely incinerates mere knowledge. You can see how that's just what I'm speaking is the complete different and holy kingdom set apart from those who simply seek knowledge about God. That has, <laughs> that has zero to do with heaven. Zero. It's all earthly activity, a complete profane waste of time. The only thing important in life is the kingdom and the power and the glory of the Father. When he taught his disciples how to pray, he was teaching them how to bear fruit in God's kingdom in the Garden of Eden with peace, love, and joy. <laughs> joy is the power manifesting out of love. A person who loves will have glory giggles constantly. Joy is the outbursting power of true divine love. Your love is only as great as your laughter. It's true. Love, joy, peace. The kingdom of righteousness is what? The kingdom of heaven is love, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Right? Hurt that last. <laughs> the scripture. Paul That's says why you that tell the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. What's righteousness? Uh, love. <laughs> love, peace, and joy. So he's teaching <laughs> love, peace, and joy that the oh. whole kingdom of heaven, the power and the glory of heaven and the realm of our eternal habitation in God is all about fruit. Nothing more advanced. There, you, uh -huh. There's any revelation that doesn't bear the fruit of joy. It's completely false. It's absolute yeah. nonsense. It might make you sound smart and real mystical in front of others, and you can have big prophetic conferences, but it has no eternal value. The father's a gardener. If that knowledge doesn't increase the fruit, it's utterly worthless. I want to measure the peace on the word. I want to measure the joy in the word. I want to measure the intoxicating love, the new wine inside every word. And if there isn't a weighty joy, a weighty peace, and a weighty glory in those words, is it actually revelation? Is it revelation? 
No, it's profane. Total waste of time. And so God's going to sift the charismatic, even the prophetic church. And the standard is going to be so simple and so offensive. God confounds the wisdom of men. How many of y'all know there is a lot of wisdom of men that appears to be mysticism? We've dealt with that every day for 12 years. False mysticism. People that sound so smart, so fancy, so revelatory, but it just puts you in chains to religion in advanced sounding teaching. And there's no freedom in it. It's complete nonsense. It's everywhere. And they'll always tell you to buy the MP3. They will. Buy the CDs. Buy the schools. <laughs> Spend thousands of dollars to buy all the teachings that will make you a slave, not to God, or not to righteousness, but to the man and his teaching which is true sorcery. Yeah. Righteousness is the perfected freedom of children in God the Father's glory. There's no control. Righteousness is perfected freedom. <laughs> Teaching that doesn't produce freedom and righteousness and joy and fruit is the most deceptive thing after you're born again. That's how Satan and his angels get you to eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And go back into bondage, Galatians 3.1, becoming bewitched. <laughs> and they get into formulas, how to, <laughs> all, the, all these books. Got a one-step formula, it's called how to calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> how to do the dead man's float in the river. <laughs> Huckleberry Finn in his canoe smuck, uh, smoking his cob pipe floating down the river. <laughs> Fully possessed and controlled by God the Father, the Huckleberry Finn anointing. <laughs> well, it's the journey. <laughs> Amen. Well, we need it. True rest. See, because now we're coming into the day of the Lord, which means man has no government, man has no teaching, man has no power, no authority. All the stolen power, authority, honor, wisdom, glory, wealth, all of it will be returned to the Lamb inside the holy people. And... The lamb is very simple, and that's why Adam and Eve were so tempted by Satan in the beginning, because he sounded so smart and complicated. So he, he actually sounded smarter than God. You ever deal with people that think they're smarter than God because they've been listening to serpents in the garden? Continuously. That's the curse of the fall inside every single person's brain. It's the simplicity and the humbleness of the lamb that's a stumbling block to those who love knowledge that only puffs up with pride. <laughs> Very few get it. The gospel is a children's story, how to become the children of God. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all children's ministry. <laughs> There's no such thing as adult ministry. I mean, the most mature Christians, Christ, and he's called a young lamb frolicking in Revelation. This childlikeness stuff is not going away. It's actually maturing is getting younger and smaller and more childlike and more free because that's the fruit the fruit of love and joy and peace children don't have cares they just trust their parents to provide for everything they don't have any cares and we're called to be the children of god completely and totally carefree children without any no cares adult. cast your cares he cares for you Amen. There's no adults. There's just children and there's fallen angels. <laughs> yeah. So we got to change our thinking to understand children. This is the truth saying that God is more childlike than all the children of the world combined. <laughs> Colossians 2 3 read like this For our spiritual wealth is in Him, like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom, endless riches of revelation knowledge. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Like newborn Endless. children crave pure spiritual milk. Yeah. <laughs> <Endless>. <laughs> Full milk. Two <laughs> percent. Skim. Whole milk's demonic. <laughs> Oh, I can make you blow up like Jabba the Hut. <laughs> Glory to God. <clears throat> Whoa. <laughs> the fire just hit my brain really hard. <laughs> None of this tonight reminds me of those GT, the old GTs from this year that was like, I was asking about warfare and it said, you just have to laugh at them. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then the other one said it was in the heat of the amusement. <laughs> Good Lord. May that be true for all your lives, starting now. Bam. What are you <laughs> okay, so I told God today when I was sitting in the closet, okay, I'll try not to be scared if you touch me this time. I promise. And then I passed out and he took me to heaven. But when I came back, I was like, I laid there for just another couple minutes. I was like, all right, it's, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like bracing, like when someone's about to come tickle you, like, okay, I can handle this. And then nothing happened. So then I sat up. And then my blankie accidentally touched me and I went, ah! <laughs> 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 I 
we're moving forward. <laughs> yeah, that's good practice. That's good practice. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the best use of time. Best use of time. Absolutely. Amber, Rhonda, how was Jake's broadcast? <laughs> was awesome. All right. It was really good. There was a lot of fire on it. Is it fun rolling around in that green van? Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Mystery man. I almost ended. I almost ended up fa face planting into the floor today. <laughs> oh. like, she, she wasn't. She wasn't wearing her seatbelt. Oh. <laughs> oh. And Jake was Jake driving. Oh man. Holy, holy. Oh, my God. I had to do a seatbelt check. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, for sure. <laughs> Buckle up. That's right, Rebecca. Hold on to your, hold on to your stuff. <laughs> yep, it, it was a ride. Glory. All right, so Glory. good first day. It's always a seatbelt check. Glory. Wonderful. Oh, man. <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie is a creative driver too, so. Yay. <laughs> they drive as yes. if they trust God to create the way for them. <laughs> Driving is just fruit on the tree that just keeps bearing more and more fruit year after year. It's just, just a little right. sapling right now. Thankfully, 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 Jake has a co-pilot with Tim, and, and he, he helped him not go down a one-way street the wrong way. <laughs> most in, most important part is the atmosphere in the van is like instant glory. You walk in, and it's like being in heaven instantly. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. So who cares what's going on outside? Exactly. <laughs> when we were there with Sandra, it took like two to three of us to find out where the places were going on a cell phone, either try to send it someone, couldn't figure it out, hand the cell phone to the person, <laughs> try the phone pilot. <laughs> it's a miracle you get anywhere. <laughs> it's glorious. No, but it was a glorious day. Good. Awesome. Yay. We're so glad that you're there, you guys. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> I this energy is so incredible. I haven't I haven't slept in like 36 hours or something like that. I I didn't sleep at all last night and I feel like I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight either. Like I feel like I couldn't fall asleep if I wanted to. That's cool. So it, it's it's really awesome. It feels like no more night. Yeah. For this. All right. Yeah. I bless whatever God's doing in your life. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. My uh, non-sleeping came to an end uh, last night. Uh, I, I slept. I went to bed sometime. <laughs> and it ended up being like six to six and a half hours of sleep. Which So, so it started as the night of the 16th. 
And that lasted up until just last night. So it was about a week of being up all night and doing getting all kinds of crazy, weird, different, strange, bizarre things happening. It's a really good week, so I'm looking forward to whatever's happening. I just never know what's gonna happen. So exciting. Such a major increase of the glory scorching our faces. <laughs> like Stephanie was talking about that at after Joel's bar tonight, but it's like, man, it's really intense fire burning our countenances off. Yeah, like there is layers coming up through our hearts and and our minds and out our faces of stuff burning. And I think we're just going back through the generations of our flesh because yeah. our flesh is not just the age we are. We came out of our mom and dad. So it's also their flesh and their mom and dad and their. And so there's all those layers of flesh that are peeling off your spirit. And that's ultimately what transfiguration is, is that your spirit goes back through every layer of every generation through your mom and dad back through Adam and Eve who live, you know, 900 years, but then you'll live longer than that because your spirit has burnt before God created Adam and Eve into Jesus because you have Jesus in you and no longer Adam and Eve. And it's layer upon layer of Adam and Eve getting burned out of all of our souls. That's what it means to go from glory to glory. <laughs> So you have a layer of Adam and Eve that burns out of you and your countenance will completely change your genetics change Everything about your soul is enhanced each layer of Adam and Eve that comes off It's true <laughs> So you get the second Adam in your spirit that's what it says in first John that you're born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God that cannot sin. So now your spirit's got God in it, but now your spirit expands through your soul, which is your heart, brain, and spinal cord, your heart, emotions, brain is your mind and your spine is your will. And it expands through your soul, through the generations, removing layer upon layer, generation after generation perfected by the second Adam until only the second Adam remains in your very DNA. Mm -hmm. That's why he says, drink my flesh, eat or eat my flesh, drink my blood, because it's all about the DNA and the generations by the, by the Lord Jesus working by his spirit through your soul that perfects DNA. And then there'll be a completely different type of beings that have perfected DNA. They're called the sons of God and the sons and daughters of God will have a different type of DNA than those who didn't perfect their generations in Christ. They're the angel-like children of the resurrection, Luke chapter 20 says. And so what we're doing is perfecting God's sons and daughters by what Jesus purchased for us on the cross. Salvation is a lot more than just getting your spirit saved. It's also getting your heart saved, your brain <laughs> saved, and your bones saved. Uh. <laughs> Ezekiel 37, can the dry bones live? 
They can live if they get into the river and the river washes the bones and everything that's inside the bones, the marrow, back through the bones and mantle of Adam. Whoa. And then the bones live. <laughs> Some Whoa. of the layers of Adam and Eve only come out by prayer and fasting, as a hint. Uh -huh. <laughs> there will be blockages you come up against, generational stuff that you just cannot break through. Doesn't matter how much revelation you hear, teaching isn't even enough at that point. Some layers only come out with prayer and fasting. And I mean, just simple, basic fasting, nothing too intense, don't kill yourself, but just a day with water only, two days with water only, and watch that layer peel off and a greater glory come up through your spirit and fill your soul. And your whole countenance will shift and you'll be more glorious, more angelic, and people will see your angelic nature shining right through your face. Today I heard the Holy Spirit say, this isn't just about salvation. You're, you're, you're being changed. You're being changed physically compared to the others for a reason and i kind of got the fear of the lord on that and that, and I, that made me kind of whoa what is he what in the world does that mean but you just explained it brandon thank you yeah mm -hmm. here's some people's thoughts saying how do i fast without being religious fasting <laughs> so let me answer that for you <laughs> Love covers. I love you guys so much. So you just in this level of glory, like you said, one or two days is enough, like at a time. Just do a little bit. And, and don't even worry. Step number one, stop worrying about whether or not you're fasting religiously. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Don't think about it. Stop thinking about it. Just do it. Just don't think about it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and also, number two, it has nothing to do with how God feels about you. He loves you. That's not going to change because you fast or not. And then beyond that, don't have any more thoughts. Take no thought for your fasting or for your life. Just do it. Amen. Praise God. Enjoy it. It's super fun. One of the most I actually oh, yeah, I yeah. actually drink sparkling water during my fasts. <laughs> Cause I like sparkling water. <laughs> oh my god. Carbonation is actually really bad when you're fasting, but Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I had the, I only had sparkling water for a while in my fridge, and I tried to do it with the fasting on day two. I was dying. I was like, "What's wrong?" And Brown's like, "What are you drinking?" Yeah, I was like, "Sparkling like, water." Funny. I was like, "I don't have normal water over here." <laughs> so I ordered normal water, and it was a lot easier. Yeah, it'll give you that. headaches. Prolonged sparkling water if you're not eating, um, the carbonation is can be harmful to your brain. 
Last time I was in a church and like I belonged to a church, they were like, we don't do the tongues. You know you what I mean? You gotta be so gentle like, on your organs was... when you're fasting. And that intense carbonation is not gentle on your organs. <laughs> it was pretty rough. And I, it's super you know, intense. So. <laughs> if you need an adult, ask Brandon. <laughs> YouTube or whatever we just heard about from it's like all rickety rack like paper clips and shoestring MacGyver type mysticism DIY try it out for yourself the guinea pig so these are the kind of little things that it's nice to know yeah no it's really it's really profitable um just from experience I've been going from glory to glory for almost 21 years now that I've been in the glory and I've come up against, you know, hundreds of blockages over the years, hundreds and revelation will often break them forth and burst them out. But sometimes they won't leave without prayer and fasting. I'm talking about layers of Adam and Eve. And so, um, a little water and a day or two, and I'll find the breakthrough and it'll just, it'll burn it out. It will incinerate it out because, we don't fast for any other reason other than for our spirit to take over our, our soul, right? Because we understand why we're here. It, we're not just blind fasting, like perishing without revelation. We're fasting with revelation. We're fasting with the purpose for our spirit to get stronger over the flesh and over others' flesh. Okay, that's the healing of the planet is when our spirit is built up with God and we're covering all flesh. At that point, you have world peace. That's the end of war. That's the end of lies. That's the end of Satan and his angels. It's over. And so everything in our walk is to build up our spirit into full spiritual stature and get stronger and stronger spiritually. That's the only reason to fast. There's no other reason. Other, all other reasons are just religious witchcraft. And there's a lot of religious witchcraft involved in, pa in fasting, so you have to fast with revelation. Uh -huh. Revelation is the key for continuous encounter. Revelation is symbolized by sapphire in the New Testament. Moses walked on sapphire glass out of the mountain into heaven, it says in Exodus. So the sapphire was the revelation the apostle had produced a pavement, sapphire pavement or sapphire stones to walk into heaven. So if you're laying sapphire and you learn how to go from glory to glory by sapphire to sapphire, laying pavement, you know, going by your daily bread, your daily revelations from God, oh. you might come to a point where there's, you can't see the steps in front of you. Or if you know the steps and they don't appear to walk forward. And that happens to everyone all the time. At that point, prayer and fasting is required. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And so the only reason why we pray and fast is to move forward in a closer relationship with God the Father called the greater glory, a greater light shining through our souls. That's the, the only purpose for life is going from glory to glory, ever increasing light, shining ever brighter to the full dawn of day, like it says in Proverbs. Wisdom builds her seven pillars. What are seven pillars? Our perfected faith walking on water, living fully in heaven, above the curse, resurrected spiritually and morally, while in the body, above all the realm of the dead, above all Satan and his angels, above everyone who believes lies. And nothing that they believe has any influence over you whatsoever. That's kingship and queenship of those who have overcome the world, Revelation 2 and 3, who live in the new Jerusalem. Amen. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Glory. So God has wow. prepared a city for them. Hebrews chapter 12. That city in Hebrews, the Apostle Paul calls it our promised land, the city of angels, the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem, the Jerusalem above. And Jerusalem simply means city of peace. It's not about any religious activity. It's not about anything Jewish. has nothing to do with Jewish tradition. Zero. What it's about is living in perfected peace in the presence of God. <laughs> God has prepared a city of perfect peace for our souls. And so everything that we go through in life is to rise into that city. Like... Bob Marley says, we got to find Zion. Well, we found Zion, Bob Marley. You can rest in peace. Zion is this city. <laughs> this city where the throne of God and the Lamb live and where revelations that come out of our hearts called treasures and jars of clay lead you to. When a person brings a treasure, like Jesus Christ said, that a wise man brings treasures out of his heart in season. So these treasures that we share with you every day are the words that come from God that if you cherish and put them in your heart, they will lift your soul, your very being, up into the heavenly glory. That's what's called the resurrection, to rise from the dead. Christianity is the resurrection. Christianity is taking a human being whose soul was on the earth and it puts knowledge from heaven or revelation from heaven in that soul, living words, the Word of God, the, another name for Jesus Christ is the Word of God. It puts the Word of God in that soul, and that soul rises in spiritual elevation, which is called going from glory to glory, or the growing of the tree of life. And the tree of life will grow up in our souls as we eat truth from the hand of God, and then our branches grow out our souls. And this is real in the Spirit. And you see how it affects everyone's mind, will, and emotions all around you. You're changing everything around you by your spiritual growth and spiritual development. And your branches will cover people. And the leaves of these trees are the healing of the nations. And if the leaves heal by just the branches covering, what can the fruit do? That's the revival. That's the intoxication. That's the glorification of the nations. That's the nations without police departments. That's the nations without hospitals. That's the nations without crime, sickness, 
anything wrong and perfecting the nations by the manifesting sons of God are ones whose spirits have been built up by direct revelation <laughs> from Jesus Christ to cover everyone with God the Father fully formed in our hearts. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we honor your presence. Mm. You learn to eat into your spirit. Jesus said later on your brain. Uh, it's understands. interesting because I um just Yeah, welcome man. How you doing? Glory. Hi. Mm. Bless everyone's heart with fresh glory. Bless everyone's mind. With the oil of glory. Mm. The anointing can take your brain and put it right into heaven. That's the most important thing here, especially for people newer to the glory that always wig out. It's always dramatic because they're transitioning out of witchcraft into righteousness and glory. And so every freaking thing of the kingdom of hell comes out of everyone I've ever seen for 15 years of full-time ministry. And so the oil helps the brain transition smoothly. The greater the oil, the smoother the transition. Remember the transition of the symbolism of Moses' exodus? <laughs> Talk about drama. <laughs> First you had all the drama in Egypt. Then the Red Sea drama. And then you had 40 years of wilderness, non-stop drama. So, to avoid all the drama of Egypt, which all of us have and are all going to manifest until we're in the promised land, so you, you smear them with fresh oil upon their minds every day until these rocks, these minds, are on the throne of Jesus Christ in Zion, and then our drama is over. The end of dragon drama. <laughs> That's promised land reality. That's what we're doing. And the anointing will take this rock, this unbelieving anchor <laughs> that will just drag us into hell if it's not discipled. The anointing takes the brain into Zion. And the brain takes the bones. And your bones are going with you. Uh, Amen. Amen. <laughs> and it's going to feel like angelic ecstasy the whole time. When you're getting closer, wilderness, you don't feel angelic ecstasy. After you cross the Jordan, you do constantly. Molly Perkins. Crossing the Jordan. Listen, the real war, they were fighting themselves in the wilderness. Do you understand that? In Moses' exodus, which is symbolic of our promised land right now, they fought themselves in the wilderness. There was no external enemies. 40 years just fighting themselves. They didn't even fight others until they went into the promised land. <laughs> Meaning, the internal sanctification of the wilderness has to be completed before you can do external warfare against principalities. 
-hmm. You have to cross the Jordan to do any external damage. People are in the wilderness trying to damage the enemy and just dying horrible deaths. And by that I mean spiritual affliction, bitterness, torment, dying of the snake bites and the stuff. The struggle in the wilderness is so horrendous and it's only 11 day journey from Egypt to Zion. But if we don't allow sanctification, we'll die in the wilderness. And most Christians that have ever lived have died in the wilderness. The vast majority, you could probably say 99%, that'd be accurate. The issue is to lead the Christian after they're born again through their spirit by revelation laying sapphire pavement right to the throne of Zion in open ark worship in the tabernacle of David so that they can sit on the throne of Jesus and have their whole soul illuminated with the glory of God the Father. That's where good leadership will always lead you. Never to themselves, not about their teachings, it's not about ministry, it's not about any of that. It's about seated, being seated on the throne of Jesus Christ in Zion's glory. So the issue is we can take you across the Jordan. I mean, whoop-de-doo. You know, mm -hmm. any charismatic glory ministry can get you baptized in the Holy Ghost, cross the Jordan. Now you're in the promised land. That's where the giants are. That's where the principalities are. That's where they're trying to make covenants with the realm of the dead, just like they deceived Joshua and Caleb. We're from a very faraway land. They signed a contract. Next thing you know, you got demons with a legal contract to live in your soul after you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, cross the river Jordan in the promised land. And they tormented the Israelites for a thousand years. <laughs> and it's funny because it's so far in the past and we've gotten over it now. And now we're in spiritual perfections. So we don't have to tolerate the persons of the wicked, evil spirits, any kind of thing from the kingdom of hell in our hearts, minds, souls, or flesh whatsoever. This new covenant is perfect. And it will perfect you if you understand what it is. It's all about going to the throne of Jesus. Boldly approach the throne of grace. Amen. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Bless you guys. That's enough teaching for tonight. What's going on with you guys? What's God doing in your lives? Drugs. Colleen, how's South Africa? I got this angel over here. That I all, every ever five this minutes, he's like, Percocet, Molly, Percocet. Everyone just getting totally burnt up by the glory. I'm speechless. <laughs> it's been like that for years. The fear of Blanky has come upon me, so therefore I will wait upon the Lord. 
<laughs> but we'll break through maybe fast this week. <laughs> I'm losing my mind on the glory. letting the Lord, you know, not, not being diligent and taking notes and all that kind of stuff. And so I put on my Instagram post that, you know, just listen to the Lord, that he has it in our hearts. And, and, and then I left it there on Instagram. But tonight, as you were all speaking, some of your words, I could actually feel the angels scribing them on my heart in my heart i could feel wow. that the words being scribed onto my heart certain cherished words that you all are speaking and i can feel that and mm. that's something i've never felt before in my mm. this is really a wonderful thing wow. mm. yeah it's really beautiful yeah like it Thank says you. in hebrews he will write his laws upon our hearts. Mm. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and what what does it mean to have his laws written on our hearts? I believe it's Hebrews chapter two. Mm. Well, what's been written on our hearts previously? The law of sin and death. And which is the DNA of all of our generations that make up our physical um, makeup right now that we walk in, the body that he prepared for us to walk in on this earth. So the writing of the law of liberty in Christ Jesus on our hearts is actually the healing of our DNA. Our genetic coding is laws, which are words. DNA is words. So every cell, every atom of your existence is made up of a conglomerate of every word you've heard and believed through your flesh Whoa. and your parents' flesh all the way back through Adam and Eve. That's what DNA is. It's words. So now you're being reprogrammed by the word of God written on your hearts. And then the blood takes the word and it puts it into every cell of your body. And it reorganizes your entire existence on planet Earth. Glory. That's happening in our midst. That's one. It's the difference between the wood that decays and the wood that doesn't decay. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or the tree of life. Satan or Jesus. Fig tree or thirty-year-old other tree of life, the oil and the drugs and the love, the happiness, the fruit that lasts, not the fruit that kind of looks good for a second, but then it decays almost immediately. Like the laugh, they have the laughter that doesn't laugh. It's like, you might see joy on somebody who is a partner with the fallen angels and they laugh, but then it fades. And then you'll notice it's like when they go off by themselves, they're really like in a pit ball of like despair and hopelessness and sorrow and weeping and gnashing of teeth. But 
they will laugh around people and they have they'll act like they have peace for a second but if you test the fruit and say something that kind of pushes the button a little bit they'll go off the peace doesn't last very long and then the joy and the peace and the love they're like fake love doesn't really last through situations and circumstances but real love never stops loving that's why i says test the fruit because they all have the appearance they look kind of the same on the outside you gotta test it is it fruit that lasts which tree is it from actually that's how you know otherwise on the outside they look like they're doing the same thing my my computer just blew up on me i'm back holy I did a cooking show tonight for the angels. Okay. I made tacos or like nacho, like taco salad. And I was browning the beef. I was doing the show. I was making a cooking show in tongues for the angels. And all the show was about was it was like, this organic grass-fed beef that I was cooking and then adding the spices to. But the whole show was about how, about salvation and how the glory goes into flesh and the anointing and the spices and like salvation. It was a hit with the angels. They enjoyed it. It was really, it was kind of a comedy too. It tasted really good. I love that, Rebecca. That's it was super so fun. Yeah. It gave me revelation too while I was doing it because my spirit was speaking it in tongues. So I started realizing stuff about it, like in my mind as I was cooking. It was really exciting. <laughs> it started giving me memories from in heaven too. That was pretty cool. Yeah, there's no limits on the creative, fun, love, and the glory. Like you have creative power to enjoy God in heaven and revelate together. It can be outside of the box. You could make believe until you really believe in your heart. And there's something wonderful about what you said that you were doing a show for the angels. To do mm -hmm. that, you're using your full attention, like you're paying attention to where you are and mm -hmm. you're, you are honoring that space of cooking and doing all the things that you're doing, mm -hmm. which is totally anti the world. The world wants mm -hmm. us multitasking, doing a hundred things at one time. Our minds are here, our hands are here. But when you spoke about what you're doing in the kitchen, I could just see you, your whole, being there with the angels. Oh, thanks. They long to look into the stuff about salvation and how the how there's how our souls get saved. So it's fun because then you explain it to one. them. They want to know more about it, and then I get to learn more and revelate together. Yeah. So it's beneficial for the whole team, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. It gets you really drunk. It <laughs> makes you happy. <laughs> 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 Some people unwittingly entertain angels. <laughs> I've never heard those that deliberately do it.
when I got to the add the seasonings, the spices part, oh, I, opened yes. it and I looked at them and I said, this is the song of songs part. You know, everything, this is important because every day, when we've been teaching the knowledge of the glory for 15 years that people get offended and they go away offended. And I've learned that the only way that a person doesn't get offended is if they understand the layers of the soul that have to be burned away in order for your soul to be enthroned on the throne of Zion. If you can understand where you need to go in the future, with clarity and you can see the path and you have some kind of a map, then you'll pay any price that it takes to get there in the destination of the days of your life. But if a person can't see into the future and they don't know where they're going, they'll get offended because they think they've arrived at something already. So we need to have a vision of the throne of Jesus as the final destination of our lives. I mean, I'm talking about enthroned in Zion and oh. every enemy conquered under your feet and not just your enemy, the enemies of your state. <laughs> I mean, you look at the states in America right now, it's just crazy out there. Our promised land is the heavens are my throne and the earth is my footstool and sit at my right hand until I make all your enemies a footstool for your feet. Now, this is your souls with the fullness of God the Father's power and glory surging through you in perfect bliss every moment as you're seated in Christ on his throne, ruling as kings and queens. You need to understand that's the path of Christianity. Otherwise, you get distracted and everyday people get offended because ultimately where the teaching of the true prophets is to lead you is to the throne of Christ on earth as it is in heaven. That way you can break through the offenses when they come and the offenses will come. There will be temptations upon your mind, things you don't understand that you'll have to just say, I'm going to put that on the shelf because I see the destination ahead of me, where I'm going on this path. All kinds of stuff will come at you in every direction. But if you have a vision, you keep walking. And you'll make it. But I've noticed anyone that can't see the throne of Jesus never makes it. And we've had a huge turnover rate in Red Ministries. I mean, literally tens of thousands. Because they don't understand where we're going. You know, Moses led an exodus, but people couldn't understand and fathom Zion. Did Moses fail? I mean, I don't know. There's failures of every person in the Bible, but I'm telling you, Christ is perfect leadership that won't fail you. Christ will lead you to the Father on earth. I'm not talking about in some space dimension. I'm not talking about some hyper mysticism crap. I'm talking about your souls on earth 
completely filled with the fullness of God the Father and every single negative thing in the planet under your feet. That's our final destination. And you're tested to not go that far in God every day. Remember the enemies that came to Joshua and Caleb? They tried to make them compromise. Don't have a cleansed promised land. Keep demons or the realm of the dead on the sides and outskirts of your inheritance. And they did. And they compromised. And it caused horrible problems for Israel for hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of years. You know, they're still fighting those things in the promised land. They're still fighting them in Israel. They're still fighting every nation around them that was to be annihilated when they crossed the Jordan, but they let them settle in the land. They're still fighting it 4,000 years later. So the issue is go all the way with God and don't compromise. And if you can understand the sacrifice that's necessary, you can endure even the painful things you'll have to go through. There'll be there'll be excruciating things. There'll be some stuff that will test you to the very core of your life and you'll feel like you're going to die. I mean, Jesus is the firstborn from the, the realm of the dead. And he says, you're my brothers and sisters and you're on the same planet he walked on, meaning you're going to go through similar stuff that's going to test you just like it tested Jesus. This is the way of Jesus. Christianity was called the way of the Lord. It wasn't even called Christianity commonly in the first century. It was called the way of the Lord Jesus. Understanding this is what he walked in and the destination of his walk was to the Father. This is the way to the Father, the way of the Lord. And then you keep walking. You can go through anything in life and you can make it. Amen. <laughs> And you know, those that are determined will have the greatest resistance. Satan and his angels can see resolution in hearts, the ones that are serious about going all the way. So that Hulk, they'll have the most persecution, they'll have the most slander, they'll have the most gossip because they have vision. They're visionaries. They're pioneers. They know where they're going. God has revealed to many, not just us, but to many in this generation, the fullness of the promised land, heaven on earth, Revelation 22 reality, which is on earth as it is in heaven, that no community on the planet has entered into yet. But together we will. I know this is the generation that inherits, inheritance, that inherits the fullness of the promises without compromise that defeats and binds Satan for a thousand years that you can live in cities on earth without evil spirits you know what it means to be without evil spirits it means no sickness no disease, no disease. and no crime <laughs> so clearly we got a, we got a little ways to go <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to keep going and we will make it. And God will turn up his power as our faith increases in God. So it actually gets easier and easier to walk with God because his power intensifies in our hearts. The spirit of might intensifies in our hearts. Superhuman energy intensifies and is magnified in our souls so that our salvation is based on the power of his indestructible 
energy mm -hmm. and life surging through us like 10,000 megawatts of electricity. Mm -hmm. He can sustain your soul. The only issue is, can you keep walking through stuff you don't understand? Mm -hmm. Later on, you understand. Mm -hmm. It's called faith. Walk by faith, not by sight. You'll hey, be caught yeah. up by judging all kinds of stuff. Satan will set up a thousand scenarios to get you all caught up in judging others, judging leaders, judging brothers and sisters, and you stop walking with God when you start judging. Simple as that. If you can stay judgment-free of yourself and others, you'll go all the way. Your life will be so easy. Judgment uh -huh. is the number one thing that shuts down spiritual growth. And judgment belongs to the Father. We are not even capable of judging ourselves. You can't judge yourself. Only the Father can. And what does the Father judge through? The blood. What is his judgment? Love. Floods of love. Floods of grace. That's the Father's judgment. Zero negativity. All it does is remove Satan and shadows from your soul. Remove Satan and shadows from your soul. Father's judgment. No judgment. Every judgment you've made towards yourself be released from every judgment you've made towards others be released from be forgiven from and every judgment made towards you from others be released from in jesus name amen, amen. thank you jesus <laughs> freedom freedom is a place only in the father's judgment What's the call it? Love. Perfect love. Righteousness. <laughs> righteousness. The throne of righteousness. Righteousness that was is love. For me. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. really nice. And so that's another huge temptation that gets people to stop growing is they'll come in and they'll judge us leaders they'll judge the brothers and sisters and they start gossiping slandering backbiting next thing you know they're in satan's army fight, fighting the holy spirit as christians and there's I'm just losing their salvation thousands of people like that don't join the realm of the dead in the slander and accusations and gossip stay amongst uh -huh. those who only judge others through the love of god i mean that it's the high road <laughs> <laughs> and even though not a lot of people walk that road, that's the walk with God. Who cares what anyone else is judging? They're all wrong. Only one can judge. Jesus says, I don't even judge. Jesus said, I'm the son of God and I don't even judge. My father is the judge. And what do you say? God is love. His judgment is perfected love. So when you walk with God, you'll overflow in love towards everyone. That's the removal of specks and planks from our eyes, which is called sanctification, which is fighting all the snakes that try to invade the soul. And when you overcome them, your soul starts to glow with the love of God. Your countenance changes and you can literally see God the Father's nature, God the Father's light on the other side of your face. You can look in the mirror and you can see that light right inside your eyeballs. The eyes are the windows to the soul. You can see true love burning through people's eyes. Revelation 1, his eyes are flashing with fire. That's love. That's the judgment of the Father towards Jesus, full of love. Amen. Amen. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> and then you just get excited about everyone and they think you're crazy because you're you're way too excited. You're way too happy. But what it is is it's because of the father judging you so much. You know, the joy gets perfected because you've received so much judgment from God. That's what cleanses all the other judgments from self, which is truly Satan, and from others, which is humans, which both judgments are completely irrelevant and mean less than zero. The only judgment that matters and the only opinion that matters about you is God the Father's. Amen. And so discovering that judgment is your continual washing in the water of life. <laughs> and then you live in the waterfalls of the Garden of Eden under the Father's judgment because you've been judged righteous and holy and as sons and daughters into the Garden of Eden through the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Jesus. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. the spirit of adoption is a judgment. It's mm -hmm. a courtroom judgment that I have adopted you as sons and daughters. God the Father made a judgment and says, I desire you in heaven, and I will pull your hearts and minds out of the earth, out of the realm of the dead, into the realm of the living. And I will speak any word necessary into you to raise you up to be with me. Well, That's what teaching and ministry is all about. The resurrection, raising people up with the words of the Father in the judgment of his love, washing through all flesh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Glory. Mm -hmm. Oh. Thank you, Father. Glory. Praise God. That's why Paul said, I only uh, resolved to only know Christ and Him crucified among you, because he saw everyone from the Father's perspective mm -hmm. through, through His sacrifice. Mm -hmm. All the other little opinions that the Corinthians had, they're just millions of those buggers. He's like, eh, zero. <laughs> just got the father here, just whack him. Because <laughs> <laughs> the soul is a container of different atmospheres and substances. So, and unless it's God the Father in the soul, it's going to be absolutely bizarre stuff in the soul and it is so weird what the fallen angels have done to human beings is weird bizarre what the father does to heal our souls is beautiful and amazing so it's all about flooding souls with god the father which is a judgment so you're becoming judges but you're judging through the blood with the glory which is his love so you're learning how to judge Rightly, like Psalms 82 mm -hmm. says, um, let's read it. Man, that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you, Drake, for always seeing us as angels. 
<laughs> You're really good at that. Thank you. I, if you get off into anything else, you just lost the point of everything. <laughs> I mean, I lost everything if I lost friendship with God. <laughs> and you lose friendship with God the moment that you judge his sons and daughters like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's, don't want to get, wow, touching God's friends. Man. Wow. He'll just, what he'll do is he'll just increase his protection around the person. And what will happen is no curse can kindle upon that person because they're a true friend. And all those curses are actually just heaped upon themselves. Because they can't touch God's anointed. The anointing is a barrier of oil on fire from the tree of life. In the Garden of Eden, an angel power, flashing sword, and cherubim is all around that person in the armor of light. And so what I've watched over the years by continuous slander and abuse in public ministry that's just been completely <laughs> insane is that all those things come upon their own souls and they're actually just reacting to their Father in Heaven out of the curse. And so you don't take it personally, even though these people are total murderers. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That's the substance in their soul is the fallen angels hate, bitterness, the pain, the wounds, wounded souls. I mean, it's actually rare to find a person that's not at strife and competition. It's very, very rare. It's a rare fruit indeed. Only in the true religion of anointing and Christianity is there no envy and strife because we're all satisfied on the same father. But every other religion has competition, strife. They, they beat down other people to make themselves look good. And it's all kinds of murder. It's truly Cain activity who murdered his brother out of envy. And so when you're satisfied and adopted by the father, all that religious murder ceases. And I mean, we're dealing with New Agers today and the New Agers were just murderous in competition and strife and saying you know well, my ministry of is better than this i'm ch i'm a channeler you're not even channeling and it's like there there's st <laughs> there's still a <laughs> there's still a strife it's like that strife is the evidence that they're practicing the religious devil because None of that exists in the heavenly glory. In the heavenly glory, it's just a constant infilling of the Father's grace and love and the Father's words. So there has to be a reprogramming, not just of the wine, but the bread. The table of the Lord is wine and bread. The wine is the liquid substances that fill the soul, and the word is the keys and the, the very container of the substances. So every word contains liquid glory. The word is the container, and inside the word is the wine. So you get both in every word. So you get, like Jeremiah 23, 9, I'm like a drunken man because of the Lord, like one who's had too much wine to drink because of his holy word. The, wor the word and the wine, same verse, same intoxication. Because the wine is in the word, the glory is in the word of God. Jesus Christ is the glory of the Father, and Jesus Christ is the word of God. Amen. <laughs> Back to judgment. Psalms 82. God stands in the assembly of the representatives of God. 
in the midst of the magistrates or judges, he gives judgment as among the gods. Wow. <laughs> Judge of judges, judging amongst the gods. That's what scripture says. Psalms 82. <laughs> He's the judge amongst the gods. How long will you magistrates or judges judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Meaning, unrighteous judgment, speck and plank activity. And you know what? Everything that you judge in others is inside your soul simultaneously. That judgment is actually the entrance of the thing you judge in others to come into you. Unless, of course, your judgment is God who judges amongst, amongst the gods, meaning fills the soul with light. It's called grace. The champion of grace, the throne of grace. It's a completely different judgment. This is the judgment of salvation. Salvation is a judgment upon darkness. Salvation is a judgment upon religion. Salvation is a judgment upon Satan and his angels. Salvation is a judgment upon your accusers in the realm of the spirit. <laughs> and we need to become salvation judges so that our judges release light into other people's souls. Otherwise, we'll kill ourselves by unrighteous judgment. It's one of the biggest problems in Christianity right now. Do justice to the weak, poor and fatherless. Maintain the rights of the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rescue them out of the hand of the wicked. The magistrates and judges know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in the darkness of complacent satisfaction. All the foundations of the earth, the fundamental principles upon which rests the administration of justice are shaking. I said, you are gods. Since you judge on my behalf as my representatives. What makes you a god? Well, judging. <laughs> if you can cleanse your judgments to be the judgments of the Father and the Lamb, you will soar in the glory rapidly. The issue is every level of every day, you're tempted by the enemy to be attached to other thrones of judgment that judge people unrighteously, not seeing through the blood. And that person just died. <laughs> they just came into covenant with Satan. So they're gone until they repent. And that's why most people go away, and they go away because they come into covenant with Satan. These thrones, there are many thrones. What did Paul say? We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers. Thrones. What's a throne? A place of judgment. <laughs> so anytime a person is not in the judgment of God the Father's love, their soul is tied to a throne of a demon god. God stands and sits amongst the demon gods. <laughs> Psalms 82. The very gods that accuse you night and day before God because of anything you've done in your past that's not perfect. But it's not based on behavior. It's based on Jesus Christ that you've invited into your soul. So now God can defend you because Jesus is in you. And it's not even about you anymore. It's about Christ in you 
And so you'll pass all your judgments and all those thrones that accuse you night and day. You'll rise above them and they will become the footstool for your feet. Whoa. Amen. Ultimately, so I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. So if we, if I am still judging myself, which I can't really, um, and it, I'm not judging Okay, how do I want to say this? I'm not judging with the love of God. So I'm tying myself to whatever throne that I'm using. And that's why I'm still battling in my mind. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've just realized that's my issue. Yeah. I'm so hard on myself. I look at myself and I'm always... And that's why I'm not breaking through is because I'm not seeing myself as a son of God. I'm not seeing myself as righteous. I'm always seeing myself through the areas that I need to be fixed up instead of actually accepting my identity. So that's why I'm not breaking those chains. And I think they both today. It's the soul tie to any other throne except the father's throne. The th these thrones, and listen, there are thousands of thrones. And only one of them is legal, the Father's. <laughs> and these other thrones that you tie your soul to, which means you come in agreement or in judgment with that throne, yeah. is your death. So breaking the soul tie to other thrones, how? By going into the Father's throne. How? By hearing the words of someone who's attached to that throne. That's how the brothers and sisters get set free. They agree with the words of the soul that's tied to the throne of the Father and the thrones their souls are tied through snap. That's what it means to break the chains, set the prisoners free. And now the judgments of the Father tie to the soul and the soul gets filled with love and the soul rises from the dead into the glory. Cool. Amen. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. The thing is that um, you can be at a specific level and like come into agreement with those and then you just sink. Right. Um, yeah. So thank you for this. This was for me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Anytime somebody says sketchy about somebody else, I don't know about that. <sighs> God, that happens so often. <laughs> God judges the thoughts and intents of the heart. And so there is intense discipleship, but it's always because our souls are tied to the Father's throne. I never do anything to another person without their best interests in mind. So even though yeah. some of the discipleship is rather tough love sometimes, it's for the benefit of their soul to be tied more securely to God's throne. And how do you get your soul tied to the Father? Through judgment. The judgments of yeah. His words that your brain says yes to, and it pulls the brain into <laughs> God's throne. And your mind is renewed, and you're transfigured by the renewing of your mind. It's progressively your mind being less and less afraid of God's judgment okay. and loving God's judgment which is perfect love that restores your soul. Amen. Oh Amen. Beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, was it, is it Reese or Reese? How do you say your name? Reese? Reese. Yeah, Reese. I was just whirling my rope and I looked down and you were whirling something in your hand at the same time. Oh, yeah, I stopped doing that because I didn't want to break it. It's, I broke on stuff. But it was just interesting oh, but, synchronization because I was just whirling my rope in the spirit and I looked down and you were doing the same thing with your hand. Oh, that was funny. You guys, but you can hear me? That's cool. That's good. I'm, I just joined that and. Uh, Huh. Yeah, we were thinking up. How's it going, Reese? Hey, Jake. I'm I'm doing great, man. I uh, I'm in San Diego. I I, uh, I went to Colorado after Minneapolis, and then I bust my way to San Diego. I've so been in San Diego for like two weeks. Oh, sweet. I'm in San Diego. Oh man. I'm in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> I love San Diego. Mm, especially in January. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> is it still warmer in January? Hey, 60s and 70s is better than negative, negative 30. Yeah. The frozen chosen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I was burned. I was burning up all winter. I was. I. I I felt like hot most of the winter because there's so much fire. (laughs) Yeah. This last winter was amazing. I, I never wore a winter jacket all winter for the first time ever because the fire was so strong. Really? Yeah. I didn't Whoa. wear a one, winter jacket once all winter. Wow. It's just crazy. <laughs> That's <just> super crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Mm. You're your own atmospheric weather condition. Ooh, and it is intensifying. this month of august this has been wonderful it's been a a lot of sanctification and really refining detail work yeah i can't even imagine september next month (laughs) what god has done this month to prepare for next month i think is going to be the most amazing time of glory fire ever yeah can't you see him preparing it yeah (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> September is always a good, beautiful month, isn't it? Yeah, it's spring for us in South Africa, so I'm looking forward to that. Mm. It's going to be a September to remember. About <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I have also a question. Mano. Okay. Hi. Hey. hey. hey Mano. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, uh, you. You. Good morning. <laughs> uh, but um, so um, the judging about it, um, it's also you. Um, you can, you must also choose to so good and wrong. Um, I must judge every day what is good and what's wrong. Yeah. So that's if I only think oh. Uh, have mercy um, and I can do everything 
then then uh, you do yeah that's that's also I think not so good <laughs> love divine love continuous choosing of divine love in all things whatever has the father's divine love mm. on it whatever has the most glory on it that's the judgment that's the decision and you'll your soul will always rise from glory to glory yes <laughs> so you 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 don't judge yourself but um um it is more that uh you 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 must choose what what is um what is wrong and what is good also or or it's it's freedom in the in the spirit you can uh you can do things things wrong but you feel it inside mm. or yeah so we learn wisdom a righteous man falls seven times and gets back up again and is wiser to judge more accurately according to the father's judgment next time he makes a similar decision uh, amen it's like a child it's learning to to make faults isn't life about becoming perfect judges oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just like our father. Amen. <laughs> when Solomon sat on his throne, two mothers brought him a child and tested his kingdom as his judgment seat, as a judge. And his wisdom proved that he was a true judge, a good judge, and a wise king. So it's really just symbolic of us growing up in the kingdom to a place of obtaining our Father's judgment seat, which is our throne. Mm. God has prepared a throne of honor and glory for you in the Father's house. Isaiah 22, 23. Oh. A throne where you're perfected in your judgments towards yourself, which is love and grace, mercy, and others, which is rivers of glory. Ultimate judgment from your throne in the Father's house has rivers of glory pouring out of your throne towards every soul around you. Wow. And that's what gains you tremendous and extraordinary favor with everyone. Glory. See, the wonderful thing is Whoa. when you rise into the throne room of the Father and the Lamb, which is the invit invitation every day at Joel's Bar is to rise into the throne room. If you can listen and agree with my words and let my words go into your hearts, you will rise in, in, into the throne room and live in the throne room, <laughs> guaranteed 100% of the time. Now, in the throne room, it's all about becoming a throne, a judge. Why? Many sons and daughters. Why? Because the thrones of the sons and daughters release the rivers of life. Revelation 22, the river comes from the throne, the bottom of the throne. And it also comes from your thrones. That's how you wash all flesh in your regions. Make the Netherlands a demon-free zone. Make South Africa a demon-free zone. Africa a demon-free zone. Australia a demon-free zone. All the nations get washed and you're washing hell out of human flesh 
by becoming thrones of the river of life. Amen. That's the scariest thing for the kingdom of hell is us maturing into judges. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but a judge only judges righteously. What are the foundations of his throne? Righteousness. Now, you have to understand righteousness is love. Righteousness is love. Father's love is his righteousness. It's the foundation of you obtaining your thrones in the throne room of Jesus Christ in the glory. Amen. Glory. The law of love. Ultimately, our thrones will reign the law of love. That's why you don't need police departments anymore. Because the sons of God will fully manifest. <laughs> and the thrones of the sons and daughters of God have rivers of the law of love that will be beaming through all brains and all hearts and all spirits in the garden and through all creation. And so they'll heal all creation. Wow. The reign of Christ is the reign of the law of love. Oh my goodness. I just flashed. That's a long journey. Brandon, that's a long way from here. <laughs> wow. Wow. But it's doable. Totally doable. Mm -hmm. I just saw it, you guys. We oh, can yeah. do this. It's going to be great. Every nation, <laughs> tribe, and tongue. First, I will overcome fear of blanket. And then I'll move forward to destiny. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. I believe with all my heart. Holy. It's also it's just it's it's also just a six inch journey though, right mm. from your head down into your spirit. Mm. <laughs> Right there, right inside your belly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, judge your own heart with love, and then your brain will discover God in the center of your heart. Mm. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Oil dripping. Nice. <laughs> Mm. Glorification's all about the increase of love and grace in the heart. Then you get so happy that you overflow on others. <sighs> Truly, even people in the glory stream <laughs> have major malnourishment of their hearts. So, I mean, you truly have to become drunkards and gluttons. <laughs> I mean you got to become major feasters. Mm -hmm. The only salvation offered by the Father in Jesus' parables to the rebellious and religious was kill the goat and calf, enter the feast, and start gorging. <laughs> if you, you don't want to go back into the fields and be a false laborer. <laughs> you don't want to be a religious person, a sorcerer in Egypt. You don't want to be in the pig trough after being 
destroyed by prostitutes and wickedness and crack cocaine. You don't want any of that. If you want to be in heaven in the glory, you have to feast. The only prescription Jesus Christ of Nazareth ever gave to overcoming sin was feasting on God the Father. You have to fill your heart, fill your soul, fill your mind, fill your flesh with God the Father. Otherwise, you cannot be saved. It's all about feasting. Because a lack of nourishment means that the other things of the fall are coming into your soul. And that's why the demonic influence is so great. Because we're so malnourished. If your spirit's built up on what the Father thinks about you, you will never entertain one of Satan's lies. You can't be tempted. Why was Jesus just like, get lost, Satan, left and right every time he was tempted? Because he knew how much the Father loved him. How did John run the course to Patmos and just have the greatest apostleship of all time? Because he's the one whom Jesus loved. He knew how much he was loved so he could go through anything and never listen to a single lie. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, and he always had the most perfect response. <laughs> we entertain lies simply because we don't know how much we're loved people won't even speak lies to you like no one gossips to me no one complains to me I, I hear about it in the distance, but it's shocking. The last year, no one has complained to me. I don't get messages about any of anyone, any of my staff members. Like, it's why? Because there's so much love, none of that can tempt me. Far away from me, there are hundreds of that activities going on. But not a single person in the last year has brought any of that to me personally. I was like, it's just news to me. Wow, really? They never talk to me. Just far, far away. Why? Because the lies get further and further away from you the more you know how loved you are. They can't even talk to you. They can't if they wanted to because that person knows how much they're loved and can't be tempted by lies. Wow. <laughs> Everyone respected them, but no one dared come near them. <laughs> mm. Amen. Because they knew how much they were loved. Wow. Really good. Glory. <laughs> Truth, anyhow. <laughs> when he just said that, it was like a major deja vu. <laughs> That's oh. cool. Nice. Awesome. Oh yeah. It's good. It's a checkpoint. Checkpoint in history. Those are the road marks along the way. Those deja vu's is that's a checkpoint in in history. It's really good. I must hit a check mark like every few hours lately then <laughs> <laughs> depends how fast you move in the spirit of course <laughs> and it'll get bigger 
and that light gets stronger and intensifies and it just becomes the movement of the Father's light and becomes just the constant container of perfected glory in the whole soul. So it becomes perfect rest all the time. If you take the ghost and say glory, your body takes a screenshot and saves your place. Mm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I want to say goodbye. It's eight o'clock, and Jesse's teacher's going to come over. So I love you all. Thank you very much for today. It was awesome. All right. Love you too, Colleen. Bless you. Love you, Colleen. Love you, Love you. Bye. Judgment Bye. of love. Major judgment. Of love. <laughs> it was so huge for me, but I think the most important thing is like to realize how I've been judging myself so badly, which leaves me open to judge others so badly. So thank you very much. Mm, wonderful. Love Thanks. you guys. Bye bye. 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 Wow. Um, it was funny. I had someone come to me, like send, try to send me some encouragement at one point. It was like, to make it through this hard time, something blah blah blah, trying to encourage me, like uh, to uh, trying to encourage me about slander or something like that. I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I was like, "I'm having the best time of my life." Like, I'm like, whatever else is going out there, I don't know. <laughs> like these angels are cracking me up. I just got knocked out again in the glory. What are you talking about? It's like, this is the best time of my life. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. That was fire on my face. That is so great. You just enjoy the glory. Literally, fuck what anybody else says. Don't even be aware of its like existence, because you literally in the glory. You're not gonna have any idea about whatever else. If there's any kind of fallen angel opinions floating around. Maybe someone will come over and try to encourage you about it, and then you find out that way. And you're like, what? <laughs> no, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> Thanks, though. <laughs> I love you, Rebecca. Yeah. Literally, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Except for God, so. No, I was just thinking that when I grow young, I want to be like you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's so free. It's so amazing. When you don't care about what other people think and say, it's so free. You can just enjoy God and love others and just keep enjoying him. And there's a lot of power in loving people when they, you know, try to do, you know, whatever. Like this season when I was working in a hotel, years years back, and that was part of my training was, here, like, here's the, oh, you're gonna have like an extreme labor intensive job working with like immigrants and everyone barely speaks English and you need to reach departmental goals. But some of your employees can only understand this one good, this one no good. <laughs> okay, now reach your departmental goals with that level of understanding of English. <laughs> You'd be amazed what the Holy Spirit can do with that, okay? But, um, it, part of it was all the management just being like completely like those gossipy slandering, you know, kind of stuff. Bunch of women, of course, you know, one good, just one place. And uh, just, you know, regular, just, you know, people and drama and stuff. And I always sided with the immigrants and protected them. So they didn't like that. 
And uh, it was just one of those things like, can you constantly work and love those people? Constantly slander you, try to take credit for all the things that you accomplish, give you the worst jobs, um, put people who are supposed to be under you, above you, stuff like that, and love them perfectly and serve them anyway. Most of, like 90% of those people that I worked with that did that to me, by the end of my time there, were coming to me for prayer. Awesome. And we're talking to like really intense slander and horrible things. So it's like, uh, love, you don't care what they say. People can say anything, do anything to you and about you. It's not about, it's not about you. It's about serving Christ in them serving Christ and others and loving everyone, the wicked and the righteous, you reign on them all. Mm-hmm. And the judgment came out. And so people either got fired or, you know, the, my whole career, my whole work career, any, anyone who opposed me and mainly it was always, you know, women um, would every single one, they either got really sick or they got fired or they started, they stopped making money, things would completely fall apart for them. And the more, if they continued to slander and slander, horrible things would happen. But there were some that would come around and realize that I was trying to love them and stop competing and stop striving. And they would get blessed, they would get healed, they would start making more money. It was the same in every single job I've ever had my entire life. And it's not about me, it's not about them, it's about, who do you serve? What spirit do you serve? The spirit of God or the spirit of Satan? And it's always been the same. So don't worry about what other people are saying or doing. It, it literally doesn't matter. You serve God with all your heart and you just be free to be a child of God. And you love everyone, no matter what they do, no matter what they say, the judgment comes out. It's not on, it's not on you to change them. It's on you to love. That's it. They don't get away with it, I promise. <laughs> I've seen it like hundreds of times. It always is the same. Even with men too. I had an, uh, someone who um, does it, has a big ministry who is a, you know, calls himself an apostle, you know, gifts of the spirit and all that. And I went to a tent meeting of theirs and I went up to get prayer. And I looked at the guy, uh, they're like, who wants prayer? You know, you everyone come up to the front in front of everybody. And I looked him right in the eyes and I asked him for prayer for something. He just looked me in the eyes and he started shaking and he put me off to the side. And the whole night I waited for him for hours and he ignored me the whole time. And I I administered to his ministry team. (laughs) And (laughs) the one guy couldn't decide for a minute whether to give me the mic and put me on stage or cast a demon out of me. He was so confused. He kept going back and forth. (laughs) And and the seer prophet of their team was like, what in the heck? He's like, I saw all the angels that came in with you. He saw the entourage like, what in the heck is this? What's going on? the guy refused to come and talk to me. He refused to pray for me. Wow. He refused to hear from me. The very next week, he ended up in the hospital. I prayed for his for his healing and his forgiveness when I heard about it. And within a few days, he was released from the hospital. It's really the severity of the judgment is intense. I'm not saying that, you know, like, I am Beelzebub, fear me. But have some fear of the Lord in you. Touch not his anointed with your gossip, with your slander, with your false judgment. There are consequences. The fruitful, the fullness of sin is death. It's a serious thing. But, yeah, the glory yeah. is the strictest judgment. 
It's nothing compared to uh, other levels in Christianity. Um, there's just nothing else like it. God himself lives in his glory. And so when those who've been sanctified to enter his realms of glory live in those realms consistently, even for years, and people are exposed to that glory and come against that glory, it's a covenant with death. And they usually have some kind some kind of destruction happen in their lives. We've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times. The glory is the most dangerous substance on planet Earth, and there's nothing mm -hmm. even close. Who is the king of glory? The God of war. Psalms 24. Ooh. So it's really final judgment when a person encounters the glory, especially a Christian who's got the Holy Ghost, got some gifts. Most of them aren't in the glory. <laughs> when they encounter the glory, their salvation is on the line. Not all the time, sometimes. How they react to that unknown realm of God. Listen, you're in the justification realm, 30-fold. You're in the sanctification realm, 60-fold. Whoop-dee-doo. You're not even with God yet until you're in the glorification, 100-fold realm. And hardly any Christian leaders are living in that realm right now. So it's going to be interesting to see as we really outpour the hundredfold realm and even go deeper into the thousandfold realm, people's reaction to the manifesting sons of God in this tribe is life and death. It truly is. So I have a, I have something to share along these lines. Um, uh, deciding to come here for uh, the internship um, it was something that that God showed me a long time back in, in multiple dreams. So I knew I knew I needed to come. I knew it was something I needed to do. And then when I decided, okay, this is the, the time to do it, then COVID hit and then uh, shutdowns happened and, and uh, employment changed and <laughs> finances changed. And, um, and so I guess the, the gist of this was, I knew that when I came that I would hear about it from my family, mm -hmm. specifically my dad. And, um, I, I realized today, actually, I, I, well, actually yesterday I texted my family just to let them know where I was going. Cause I knew if they saw me on Facebook that they'd be wondering you know, where are you going? Are you okay? Kind of thing. So, so I just shared with them, you know, I'm going to see some friends in Minneapolis for my birthday and I'll be back, you know, was kind of how I presented it. I didn't tell him the full extent cause he wouldn't understand. <laughs> so, but I knew, I just knew that I would hear the judgment back and, um, I was just waiting for it. And sure enough today in the airport, my dad sent me a text message saying, so I sure, certainly hope that you have enough money for emergencies, you know, if something comes. So that was his judgment. And, um, and I just, you know, as we were talking about this, I, I just realized that it, it's just <clears throat> something that's totally ingrained into my family. It's just an automatic thing. And we like even sit around on holidays and talk about 
you know, everybody talks about each other. I don't do it anymore, but we just like sit there and put the next person under the bus, you know, <laughs> and talk bad about them. And then when they show up, you know, for whatever celebration we're having, then, then we, you know, two faced, you know, and, um, and I, you know, I just realized today how ingrained it is in, in my family and just in, just in me, you know, just like Colleen was saying, it's, it's pretty automatic for me to judge myself. I think that's probably, I'm probably the hardest on myself, but, um, but today handling my dad, I just said, Oh, it's, it's okay, dad, you know, some, some friends handled it for me, which, which was the truth. Um, you know, but he's like, Oh, you have great friends. I said, yeah, I really do. I have great friends. And I said, mm -hmm. yes, it was a great birthday present, you know? And so that was my way of getting him off of my case. But, but I thought to myself, why am I, why do I have to do this? You know, why do I even have to, you know, partially a little bit lie, you know, to say where I'm going. Um, anyways, as we're talking about this, I just realized how ingrained it is, you know, in, in all parts and all things that we do. Uh, so anyways, I just thought I'd share that with you guys. Cause thank you. And then part of the, part of the me coming here, I had thought about not coming because it, I thought, you know, that's not real um, responsible of me, you know, because I don't have the money. It's like, why am I coming? Why would I come? And then God's mm. like, no, I told you to go. You're supposed to go. So, mm. um, so anyways, I just thought I'd share my story with you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. thank you. It's going to upgrade you. every room in your soul. And then the money will be added unto you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So exciting. Thank you. Glory to glory. The testing for the leaders is exquisite, even though it's excruciating. And so we're amongst many leaders here that have really severe testing. And the more severe your testing, the greater your calling to leadership. So let that encourage you, Amber. Yeah, I know that already. <laughs> <laughs> good to hear. Yeah. 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 No, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's funny. One last thing is that um, growing up, you know, with I have a half sister that's 12 years younger than me. That's my that's my dad's child. And for the longest time, I guess you could say that I was kind of the prized daughter you know i don't think i even realized i was um but you know i mean i had i'm not trying to be prideful when i say this um because i'm no longer the prized one i'm actually the black sheep now but um but you know i had the job i had the degree and so on and so forth you know and now it's turned around the other way I don't really have the job that the, nobody understands what I'm doing. They don't get it and they don't understand what I'm doing with my life. And why are you with these, this group and you don't have a husband and you don't have two children and so on and so forth. And so it's so funny cause now it's like the other way around that, um, I'm just, 
I'm kind of the black sheep when we get together during the holidays because I don't have, you know, what my sister has. So it's kind of the other way around. So, but that's okay. I don't, I don't want to be her. So, mm. but it's just so funny how things have turned around. So, but it's all good. So. The more we see 